This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and bloggers how to become successful entrepreneurs. This is episode 119 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today we're diving into how the chicory recipe plugin makes you more valuable as a blogger or influencer. I'm actually doing this interview with Hillary Reeves from chicory.co, who I had the opportunity to meet four years ago when she first started with chicory. If you're not familiar with chicory, we are going to make you so much more aware of how easy it makes your recipes shoppable and gives you the opportunity to make more money since so many more users are purchasing their groceries online now through programs like Instacart, Peapod, Walmart, whatever it might be. But before we dive in, I want to make sure that I talk about the fact that Chicory was a sponsor for Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy, which at the date of this recording is next week, but when it actually comes out, we will already be done with it. So I am so very grateful for them being a sponsor and coming to the conference to be able to share more about their technology and how easy it is to use. Now, if you were not able to attend Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy, I am hoping that you are marketing it on your calendar for next year because we have a date. So next March 31st through April 2nd will be of 2020 will be Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy. Make sure that you grab your tickets now and get it on your calendar. This is an event that you want to be there for and we are expecting to sell out much sooner than we did this year since it was such a huge success. So let's dive into this interview. Hi, Hillary. How are you? I'm great, Jenny. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk today. I am so excited to to chat with you as well. So I would love it if we could start out, if you would introduce yourself and your business. Totally. Um, So my name is Hillary Reeves, um, and I'm the marketing director here at Chicory. Um, So I've been here about four years. um, And what we do is we're a food tech company based in New York City. Um, And, you know, we started out back four years ago when I was first here by making recipes shoppable. So that's really at the core of our business. So you'll see our button. It says get ingredients um, across thousands of food blogs. Um, You can find us on BettyCrocker.com, Purdue.com, Hershey's Kitchens, food and wine. Um, But you'll see that little button. You can click that and get all of the ingredients to that recipe delivered. So we partner with online grocers like Instacart, Amazon Fresh, Peapod, etc. to make those recipes shoppable um, and allow people to get things delivered in a couple of clicks. Um, So we started the business that way. um, And then today, you know, we, we pivoted a little bit to offer advertising as well. Um, So like I said, we work with thousands of food blogs today and we offer, you know, revenue that we can generate using these recipe ad units that we sell, um, as well as through the shoppable recipes. Okay, very good. So you said four years and I like sat here and thought back. (laughs) I must have met you right when you first started because I think so four years ago this summer that I believe I met you at one of the food conferences that was down in Orlando. I can't remember the name of it though. Yeah. That's right. That was a fun one. I think that was my first one as well. Um, so yeah, 2015. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy. <laughs> so, 
I met you at that time. I was doing primarily food and for the Bowers family. So I was using chicory as well. What are the benefits? If I was a food blogger, what would you say the benefits of using chicory are? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting because we're transitioning a little bit. Um, you know, four years ago, I was really focused as the marketing director as getting as many food publications on our platform as we could. I had my own food blog at the time, which is now still out there, but somewhat defunct. <laughs> and so, you know, I was just building those relationships and getting as many food blogs on the platform as we could. Um, and we knew at that time, you know, we have shoppable recipes. That's cool. But people still weren't using online grocery like they are today. Um, um, so knowing that and knowing that, you know, the usership was growing, but not quite there. We wanted to make sure that we could offer ways for bloggers and publishers to make money with us. Um, and that's why we went to the advertising model. So I would say today, that's the biggest benefit. Um, what we do is, you know, if your recipe calls for, you know, say it's a smoothie recipe and it calls for half, half a cup of non-fat Greek yogurt, we'll work with partners like Chobani to insert an ad right in that recipe that says, try Chobani. Um, and because of our technology, we can make that shoppable as well. So that's sort of, you know, the two-pronged benefit. So to the brands that we're working with, it's, you know, appearing in this evergreen content that your visitors are returning to over and over again and activating the power of influencers. Um, but, you know, for the, for the influencer, you're making money with, you know, your catalog that you're not, perhaps not actively promoting. Um, we're just sort of capitalizing on organic traffic and then inserting those ads as people are visiting. Um, so you're going to be earning money for every ad that appears. But then, you know, of course, we have the shoppable recipes piece too. Um, and that's growing. So in 2018 alone, I think I was doing the math yesterday and it was like 1500% increase in usership. Like people are just starting to shop online um, and it's available in more areas. I think our tech um, reaches about 70% of US households. Um, so most of your readers can use that too. They can click that, get all the ingredients delivered. And so it's making your recipe site more of you know a hub for actually activating that content and engaging with your readers a little bit more and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we see it as two-pronged. We want to make sure that it's worth your while. We know that that recipe card placement is valuable. Um, so we offer pretty competitive rates and those, those are cool and exciting. Um, but it's, you know, not forgetting that e-commerce piece as well. No, absolutely. So it's funny that you say about it being, having exponentially grown, right? Yeah. Um, because I feel like when I was with you guys, when I started four years ago, there wasn't anything that really did that. You didn't have Instacart, you didn't have Peapods, just, yep. and it's so commonplace. I mean, I have friends that are not bloggers that are in real life people that will say to me, have you tried Instacart? Are you using this yet? And I'm yep, yep. Known about it for a while. But I, <laughs> I didn't own the blog for quite some time to make those things shoppable. So I can see how that would be able to benefit as far as the user that's now using those services all the time, but also as the blogger that can now be able to make money off of that, that they yeah. are using it so much more. Well, and I think what's interesting too is we see a lot of new, now that there's so many more people using it, we see a lot of really interesting insights about consumers. Um, and we're going to try over the next few months to share that more with our bloggers and build out sort of our dashboard and tell you more about how people are shopping using your sites. Because, you know, we see on our network, we see research that shows that your recipes 
are the shopping lists that they're taking into the store, whether they're pulling that up on their phone as they're shopping, printing that out, or transferring it to an app or a piece of paper. If they're looking at your mac and cheese, they're writing down everything you recommend. And that's really, really powerful. Um, I think, you know, as a former blogger and someone who's worked in, you know, food publications in the past, um, I think that that's part of the power we don't always realize, you know, we know that sponsored posts are, are powerful and sponsored um, social reach and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's even more than that. You know, it doesn't just have to say, you know, buy Velveeta, it, it's down to the salt and it's down to the amount. And it's, they're, they're really digesting that in in really um, detail oriented ways. And that's so powerful. Yeah. So now as a blogger or influencer that wanted to implement chicory onto my site, what does the setup process entail? So I'm going to be clearly transparent about this for my company. <laughs> uh, my listeners know that when it comes to the tax side of things, I freak out. I hate tax. <laughs> it's not one of my favorite things. It's always kind of been a hurdle for me. What does it look like for chicory as far as setting us up? Yeah, so it's super simple. Um, I'm not just saying that. (laughs) Um, We have a WordPress plugin, so you can turn that on. Um, And the way that our tech works is it's just, you know, honestly, one line of code, and that's going to be sort of activated across your site. So it's working, you know, like JavaScript running on each page. And the reason we do that is because we want to make sure we can recognize all of the recipe ingredients and then be basically matching those to products in store. So you just install that one thing. We do have a WordPress plugin. Um, You know, we're partners with Mediavine. So you can turn us on in that dashboard um, if you're with them. Um, Or if you're not on WordPress, um, you can work with one of our account managers and publisher support specialists. Um, It's really just, you know, putting that in your header if you're on Squarespace or Blogger or something um, as simple as installing, you know, your Google Analytics tag. Um, So it it really is simple. If it feels scary, we have people who can help you. (laughs) Are there any requirements as far as the number of page views or follower numbers or anything like that? No, not at all. Um, I think what we know is powerful and what we're interested in is doing this on a network model um, because, you know, again, I've seen with my own site, you know, you have that one recipe that goes viral, but there's still people looking at it. You know, those things that are sort of buried, maybe you're not paying attention to. There's there's just people who find your content. Um, And so that's why... I think our, our our advertising tech in particular is really cool because that user who's digging up that recipe, you're still going to be making money on those impressions. Um, and it, it happens sort of incrementally. So no, we don't have any sort of limits. We want everybody in the fold. I mean, in, in terms of our vision as a company, we really just want to be growing online grocery adoption. Um, we think that's exciting. We think that's cool. And we want everybody on the team. Okay. You mentioned a partnership with Mediavine, which mm-hmm. four years ago, I don't believe existed because I don't know that Mediavine was really up as a publisher. Yeah. Um, have you guys been working in partnership with Mediavine? Uh, kind of since they started. So again, I was just sort of like out learning about them as, as a blogger myself thought they were really cool, saw what they were doing. I joined Mediavine before they had any sort of page limits. I was like on the team. Um, And so I just became friendly with the people there. I pitched them. Um, We were kind of on the same page from the get-go. So I think pretty soon after they launched, Chicory was involved as a partner. Yeah. Very good. Yes, we've had Amber on and Amber's actually also Mediavine is a sponsor for um, Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy, as is, of course, Chicory. So that's great that you have that. And it's actually on Mediavine's dashboard. You have the ability to see Chicory earnings separate or is it incorporated? 
Um, I believe you can see it as a line item from what I remember. Yeah. And so we're sort of, you know, involved when you sort see those sort of um, that little area with partners that are mentioned, we're just sort of a toggle you can turn right on. And then I think they break out the, the chicory earnings for you. Okay, very good. So as a blogger, because I know, you know, we're all always now wondering about mobile, you mentioned about how people would go into the grocery store with it, usually actually using their phone. What can we expect for the mobile experience to look like if we were using chicory? Is it something where you still just have a button or is the mobile kind of different? Yeah, sure. So I, it's actually fun that you asked this. We released a UX update, uh, I think, a week ago to the day. <laughs> so we really paid a lot of attention um, to cleaning that up. Um, so the mobile experience looks pretty similar, um, but we have made some optim optimizations that were released last week. So it does look similar. Um, it's really mobile friendly um, and it, we've made it lighter and smaller. So it should be moving really quickly. It shouldn't slow your site down in any way, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think what's actually kind of interesting is when we look at our data, um, we see obviously, you know, bloggers know that people are looking at those recipes on mobile more than they are on desktop. It's kind of the flip side for who's ordering. Um, so the habits that we see are that people order online grocery ingredients from desktops and laptops. Um, and you know, if you think about your own habits, it makes sense. You're doing it when you're at your desk, when you're at work, on your way home, that kind of thing, or before you head home. Um, so we definitely pay a lot of attention to both experiences. Um, but it's interesting that the the mobile ordering is kind. Of, I, I think it's more than. 60% of orders come through desktop, which is kind of surprising, but yeah. Well, it, but it does make sense because like you're saying, if you're at the grocery store, you're pulling it, the recipe up on your phone. So yep. you're at the grocery store, able to just pull off whatever. Exactly. So yes, and that's true though. It would be on your desktop. That's really actually very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think a piece of what I wonder too, as far as the mobile version is, the reason I asked that question is one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm on Instagram on mobile, obviously, and I click on a sponsored ad because that you know bathing suit looks super cute. Let me totally. <laughs> but then I go to add it in my cart, and then I go shopping a little bit more around the site, and somehow poof, I'm off of it. I'm off of it, and my cart is now gone. Yeah. So that is one of the things that drives me crazy because, of course, Instagram wants you to stay within Instagram. Mm -hmm. So. When we're on the mobile experience and a user were to push the button to be able to add the items to their cart from mm -hmm. a food bloggers, like let's say site, mm -hmm. would it open up so that it takes over to a new site or how to exactly is the transform? Does it, is it similar to Instagram? I guess is what I'm asking. Will it stay? Yeah, so it's it's actually interesting um, the challenges that you bring up and stop me if I get too boring and techy. <laughs> um, but something we see with online grocers is the level of you know app development that they have or maybe don't have is really vast. Um, you know, Instacart's got a way better mobile app than some others, etc. So the way that we've built it is we've primarily dealt with mobile browsers. Um, so that does mean if someone's on your mobile site, what we're going to do is open up a new tab on the browser with that shopping experience. Um, opening up an app, we agree, is kind of a tricky situation. And we don't have as much control about how that might look and how the user might feel about that. So we're really focused on the mobile browser experience. Um, and so for that reason, the window with your site on it will not close. They can go back to that, exit right back out of Chicory. We have a button that says, like, keep reading or keep shopping. Um, and so that's something we, we pay attention to. But it, it, it's something we're actually actively sort of working on and working with these retailers on because like I said, the experience 
spans a wide spectrum. <laughs> yes. No, that makes sense. And I love that you said that it opens up in the browser because I guess that's what I ideally would love to happen on Instagram. Totally. But it doesn't, of course. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so very good. No, I love that fact. Um, so if I was a chicory publisher as a blogger, how can I strategically capitalize on it? Are there certain things that I should be doing in order to really convert well with my audience? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like I've been saying, I think that the the benefit is it is relatively passive, especially with the ad placements. Um, but that said, I mean, we we have the opportunity to see a lot of really interesting trends. Um, and we love engaging with bloggers on that. So if you ever are curious, like reach out to our team, we have tons of really interesting stuff in terms of, you know, what recipes are trending right now? And what are we seeing? And how are people shopping versus viewing recipes? tends to be different as well. Um, so that's, again, something we're going to try and focus on this year in terms of offering more of that in like our publisher dashboards. You guys can see that kind of thing. Um, but that's how we like to engage with people. So um, yeah, offering those trends, we're going to be sharing more of those on social um, and helping out. But I, I mean, just off the top of my head, some of the stuff we see is... It's interesting. I mean, like... it. We see a lot of sort of planning behavior with our tech. Um, so the, the recipes that people are shopping tend to be make ahead, freezer friendly, crock pot. Um, they're shopping on Sundays for the week ahead or Fridays for the weekend to come. Um, and that's really different a lot of times from recipe traffic, you know, traffic wise, we see more seasonal things and gingerbread houses during December and Easter eggs, but that's not what people are ordering and cooking on a weekly basis. Um, so, you know, if you want to be promoting some of those or putting together newsletters, we have partners who put together newsletters and said like, Hey, shop this Thanksgiving menu. Here's five recommendations or things like that. We are always game to help out with that and help curate those. That's really fun for us. Um, but otherwise, like I said, it's relatively passive and we want that to be a helpful service as well. Um, so it's, it, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be, but we're always excited to talk more with people. So. The data is actually really interesting that you say that because it's more the evergreen content, which again, yeah. makes sense, but it wouldn't necessarily come to me because I would think, oh no, they're planning ahead as far as for Easter or Mother's Day or yeah. Easter. But in reality, it's their week to week, which does make a ton of sense. I'm also curious if it would be the types of products possibly that they are more likely to purchase. If they're going to purchase spices over um, maybe their pasta or whatever it might be. Totally. We see so much of that. So I think it's it, there's a few factors. Um, again, stop me if I get geeky, but <laughs> um, you know, depending on the retailers that are available in an area, if you've got Walmart and Amazon Fresh, you're more likely to be ordering fresh produce. You know, if you've only got um, I, I don't remember an example, but like Peapod, you know, maybe more of like a pantry building type retailer. Um, so we see behavior depending on retailer. We see behavior depending on area of the country. Um, and then um, I, I think another. Another sort of power of recipe that people don't always realize is that it's it's a full basket. Um, so when we you know promote shoppable ads with items on it, you know we actually see a lot of engagement with really high priced items. So over the holidays, we were promoting this you know specialty vanilla um, on recipes with those ads, and it was like a, a forty dollar price point. Like it was a really really fancy vanilla, and it did awesomely. Um, and if you think about that, it makes sense. It's people wanting to sort of upgrade their Christmas cookies and make them extra special. Whereas what we see with, you know, the full basket recipe cart, it's a lower price point. People want to be efficient. They want stuff that they can buy on a 
Sunday and have, you know, still fresh on Friday. So it's more pantry items. It's interesting. You know, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that not only we are figuring out, but I think the industry is figuring out. You know, we see retailers and clients too, trying to figure out how do we make people shop online. The behavior is really changing and it's really fascinating. And I think as food bloggers, we need to be aware of what's changing because like we're saying, we're able to actually profit and monetize the idea that they're going to actually purchase online the products that we're talking about in our recipes. Yep. Creating content that that works for our audience is going to be key, I really think. It's just so important. I agree. It's changing. And you know, even four or five years ago, what food bloggers was, were doing was defining the trends and making the the unicorn cakes and all that kind of stuff. And I think more and more, it's going to be really informing weekly baskets for busy moms, you know? Right. Yes. Because those are the ones that are shopping for it. Exactly. (laughs) How, as a user, you mentioned about Peapodits and Amazon and Instacart. So it's really based upon where the user is and what availability there is to have the groceries delivered. Is that right? That's correct. And so we're play our tech will, um, if you allow it to, um, we'll place you in a zip code and recommend nearby retailers. If that's not something you want to allow in your browser, you can type in your zip code yourself and say show stores near me. Okay. Oh, that's great. See, yeah. Now, when I remember, because again, it was four years ago, there wasn't as much grocery delivery <laughs> available, I believe, was Amazon. And of course, Amazon is going to have things a lot of times in bulk. So they'd have four packages of something. And I'm like, what? Why would I buy four packages of cheese? <laughs> totally. I love cheese. I'm not eating that much cheese. Um, <laughs> that's great that it's able to actually get the local stores. And of course, like you said, the grocery, it's expanded tremendously. So it's going to make it that much easier. For sure. All right. So one question for you that I don't think I prepared you for at all. Okay. We're <laughs> talking a lot about food. Is chicory thinking or thought about going into possibly different niches with maybe a DIY, home decor, things like that? We have. We had a little hackathon um, the other day in the office at one of like our you know retreats. Um, and that was a, a, an idea that was on a lot, a lot of people's minds. You know, this whole shoppable trend. Like you said, you're seeing it on Instagram, you're seeing it on Facebook, it's click to buy, it's one click tech. Um, and we we can do that, you know, we have the retailer relationships. And if you're shopping at Walmart, you're going to be buying groceries, but you're also buying home care items, crafting items, clothing, everything like Walmart has everything. <laughs> so um, it's something we've toyed around with. I will say um, we're all food lovers at heart. That's really what we want to be doing. Um, and we're really, really interested in online groceries. So we're starting to think of ourselves as more of um, a grocery tech company than a food tech company. And I think that starts to open us up because, you know, like you said, on your grocery trip, trip you're not just getting food, you're getting paper towels, diapers, soap, shampoo, Etc. Um, so I think if anything, that's kind of where we'll start to dip our toe. Um, but TBD, it's, it's all a little bit, you know, up in the air at the moment. Oh, of course. So in order for the tech to work, it has to be in a recipe card though, right? Correct. Um, and that just is because our tech is sort of scanning the page. The way that, you know, recipe plugins and all that kind of stuff works is it's going to identify for that computer. Hey, this is a recipe line. It says ingredient equals Greek yogurt or whatever. And so we need that sort of um, markup on the back end in order to 
check for that. But it's the same thing you're doing for Pinterest and SEO optimization, all that kind of stuff. So um, sites tend to have it, but you know, a computer doesn't know the difference between words unless they're tagged up like that. So right. No, of course. So here's a thought. Chocolate covered strawberries. We obviously know are very simple, right? We've got chocolate strawberries. What if I wanted to do it in like a cute basket for Easter? Would I be able to put that basket into the recipe card so that it could possibly pull that at Walmart? Absolutely. We've seen people do that before. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I say this example a lot, but I see things like um, gingerbread houses or sort of like holiday food crafting um, and like gift making um, is one area where we see it sort of straddling that line. So it might include, you know, gift wrap or ribbon or, um, I don't know, specialty candies or whatever. And yeah, our tech can definitely parse that and connect that to um, a product in the store as long as it's sold at a grocery store. Right. Okay. No, that makes total sense. I love it. Okay. Very good. So now tell us how, if we're an influencer that we don't yet have chicory, mm-hmm. where would we go in order to sign up and get started? Totally. So, you know, we try to make it easy for you. So I'm going to name a few things because we're out there. Um, Like we said, if you're a Mediavine partner, um, that's in that dashboard. We have a WordPress plugin. Um, So that's really easy to find. Just type in Chicory in the, you know, plugin store and you can find us. Um, You can visit chicory.co, C-O, not com. um, And click publishers and we have sort of a little walkthrough that can help you get installed or you can always email us. Um, we are always on email as everyone is, <laughs> but if that's easiest, you know, we love hopping on the phone, walking people through talking about the specific needs for your site. You can reach us at hello at chicory.co and someone will answer you within probably minutes. So perfect. All right. Excellent. We will have all of those linked in the show notes that people can easily be able to click over, learn more about becoming a publisher. Um, Hillary, I appreciate you so much for taking the time. I'm so excited that I get to see you again. I I can't wait to see you. (laughs) At the date of this recording, uh, Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy is actually next week. I know when this comes out, it will be afterwards. But um, we're just so looking forward to having you guys as part of it. Of course. Thanks so much for having us. And we can't wait to see you in North Carolina. (laughs) Very good. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. If you are a food blogger that is, or a lifestyle blogger that is using a recipe card as part of your post and you are not yet using chicory, I would highly recommend making sure you check out chicory.co to become a publisher for them. It is an easy way to monetize that you're already creating the content for. You heard how simple it is to get started, especially if you're with Mediavine. It is just a quick little toggle and it can be implemented onto your site if you are not already doing so. So I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. I especially love seeing on Instagram where you are listening, whether you are out for a run, walking the dog, or in a car line, wherever it might be. Take a screenshot of the episode and let me know what you were up to tagging me at Jenny underscore Melrose in your Instagram stories. We also appreciate it so much when you guys leave a review. It just helps for other bloggers and influencers to be able to find the podcast. And if you know someone that could really use some more strategies to be able to help them with their blogging, make sure that you recommend us. I appreciate it so very much. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 